Hello there. So it's November, which is time for which is Survivor Series season. So I'm doing a Survivor Series review um, series, I suppose you could call it. So yeah, the first one I'm going to be doing is the 1990 Survivor Series, of course, which of course had a legendary debut. Well, of course, it was the gobbledygooker. That's, no, it's, of course, it's The Undertaker. We'll be speaking mostly about that later on. Uh, this show, this is one of the shows I only recently last week watched. Uh, I haven't seen the full show. I watched the, uh, it was at OSW Old School Wrestling. They do a review series, which you can watch most of the show. It's sort of highlights of it as well, them talking over it. So I'm just going mostly from, mostly from that. So I won't be talking much of the matches. In fact, The Undertaker match is the only full match i actually seen, so I've watched that on YouTube. So I'll be just giving a few brief things away. Just kind of skimming through the matches and things. But um, yeah, what this Survivor Series was, it had a concept that's only ever been done. This is the only time it's ever been done. It's the survivors of all the matches. They, they then go into an ultimate survivors match, I think it was called, right in the main event. So whoever wins or survives gets put in the main event. So there you go. Interesting concept. Never been done again, though. So, so <laughs> but yeah, well, we've got to try new things. But the first match was uh, Ultimate Warrior's team. He was the WWF champion at the time. It was the Warrior Legion of Doom. And Texas Tornado versus uh, Demolition, uh, which was Axe Smash and Crush and Mr. Perfect, the perfect team. And uh, this match looked pretty decent as well. Got to say, the Legion of Doom ended up, Demolition ended up getting doing a double DQ to get them eliminated and then whatever. Uh, so that kind of protected them, I suppose. You've then got, it comes down, oh, Perfect eliminates Tornado. Comes down Warrior and Perfect, the two team captains, as the last two at the end. Warrior wins and qualifies for the main event. This looked like not a bad match, to be fair. Up next is the big one, though, in many ways. It was the Million Dollar Team versus the Dream Team. And this was where you had the debut of The Undertaker. The Undertaker, the Ted DB obviously was the captain of the team. He was, I think, apparently a Undertaker replaced Bad News Brown. Nobody knew about anything about this character. So when uh, DBOC was like, promised a surprise and it was one hell of a surprise. Quite so often in wrestling, especially nowadays when they promise a surprise, it's a bit of a damp squib. But The Undertaker came in and you just really, you could feel the crowd just didn't know what to make. It was like they were shocked to see this guy. Just something never seen before. I mean, it was a uh, mean Mark Calloway, I believe, in WCW, but he comes in and got this incredible new character. And, he made his he made his impact though yeah very quickly eliminated Coco Beware with a tombstone. You can sort of see tombstones near the ropes as well, but he has to like pull them away from there before doing the first pin and that. Uh, gets a couple of eliminations he eliminates Dusty Rhodes as well, which is a big thing for him. Uh, and then but Undertaker himself, funnily enough, isn't one of the survivors. He does end up, I think, either getting disqualified or counted out because uh, Dusty Rhodes puts his hands on Brother Love, who was his manager at the time. Paul Bearer wasn't with him yet at the moment. It was annoying Bruce Bitchard that was his manager. But uh, Dusty Rhodes puts his hand on Brother Love and then Undertaker goes out after him. So I think he either gets carried out or disqualified. So, oh well, there you have it. Uh, the, the end of this match, it comes down to Bret Hart and a million dollar man. And uh, DBOC wins the end of it. It's actually really well done. This is really good sequence. Bret wins. Uh, DBOC ends up winning through the rolling through. So, yeah, this, I actually have seen this match right the way through. It's on the WWE's YouTube channel. Uh, this is a very good match, yeah. Very enjoyable Survivor Series match. Which, uh, and of course, the incredible debut that we got from it is the main thing that you can take from this. So, there you have it.
So that now has on one team you've got the Ultimate Warrior, and on the other team you've got DiBiase. It qualified. Next up, you've got the Visionaries, which was Rick Martel, Paul Roma, Hercules, and the Warlord versus the Vipers, which was Jake Roberts, Jimmy Snuka, and the Rockers. And the reason they were called the Visionaries was because this was the story where Rick Martel blinded Jake Roberts. Eventually, this event would lead to that incredible blindfold match at WrestleMania 7, which was great. And that's here, what I've seen of it, kind of a nothing match. Surprisingly, all the heels actually qualify from this. Which is surprise it's probably done just to stack the odds against the baby faces going into the going into the main event. Uh, Jake Roberts is the last one standing for his team, and he eventually ends up getting disqualified. So, uh, well, there you have it, and nothing much to report about here. Up next, the Hulkamaniacs, which was Hulk Hogan, Big Boss Man, Jim Duggan, and Tugboat against the Natural Disasters, which was the Barbarian, Dino Bravo, Earthquake, and Haku. Uh, this match, kind of again, nothing match, nothing really to get excited about here from this. Hogan's the only one to qualify the Soul Survivor. So you've got Hogan and Warrior on the face team going into the final. Uh, up next, the Alliance, which was the Bushwhacker, Nikolai Volkov and Tito Santana versus the Mercenaries, which was Boris Zukov, Sergeant Slaughter, Sato and Tanaka. There you go. Uh, this match looked garbage. Eventually got Sergeant Slaughter almost doing an Iron Man cleaning out most of the babyface team, which, yeah, whatever. This was when he was doing his Iraqi war gimmick thing. Uh, whatever. This was this was pretty garbage. He ends up getting disqualified, though. It comes down to him and Tito Santana, but Slaughter ends up getting disqualified. Santana qualifies. Yeah, nah, who cares? Although Slaughter would win the WWF title a couple months later at the Royal Rumble, so there you have it. Uh, so, and then the main event is Hulk Hogan, Tito Santana, and the Ultimate War. Now, before the main event, there's this big egg here, and it hatches out, and it's the couple with Gooker. This is one of this is utter garbage. Now, keep in mind here, this is a time when wrestling is more kidified. It is a more child-friendly product. We were years away from the Attitude Era at this point in time. So this was a more very child-friendly, very goofy product in many ways. And the crowd, when the gobbledygooker hatches out of this, the crowd absolutely shit all over this. Even back then, when crowds were more respectful, they were booing the hell out of this. And no wonder, because it's shit. But there you go. At least he got to debut on the same night as The Undertaker. And he got a, he got a WrestleMania payday at the best WrestleMania of all time, WrestleMania 17, when he was in that gimmick battle royal. So there you have it. Good for the gobbledygooker, I suppose. But oh, this was garbage. Uh, but a fair play though, what a legend Mean Gene Mokerland was though, he actually like really, really tried to sell it, dancing along, <laughs> trying to make the best that he could of it, so what a legend Mean Gene is, we love him, absolutely brilliant. Anyway, we come down to the main event, which is uh, Hogan, Warrior and Santana versus all of the, uh, all of the Visionaries and Ted DiBiase. Uh, again, kind of a nothing match. It comes down to basically the last pair. Uh, Santana gets eliminated pretty early, so it puts the Hogan and Warrior a massive, even more of a massive disadvantage. And of course, they overcome the odds, like the super baby faces that they are. Uh, and then uh, I, th I think as well, the last person 
uh, then Warrior gets the final pin in this match. But of course, what's really great in is Hogan then comes in, counts with the referee. It's almost as if <laughs> since Hogan doesn't get the final pinfall, he has to make sure he's got, got some sort of the spotlight and counting with the referee. It's so cringe. Oh God, it's horrible. I mean, you love Hulk Hogan. He's an absolute legend, but the, he he was a, he is a dick. This as a performer, fantastic. He is a dick. In fact, oh, he just couldn't help himself. <laughs> With the, the ultimate politician in many ways, just couldn't help himself. Uh, but uh, yeah. Uh, um, but he just can't help himself. But you know, the Hogan and Warrior standard tall at the end. But <laughs> Warrior was maybe the one who got the pin, and he had the championship at the time. But Hogan was just making sure you don't forget about him. And, and even as well, there was an interview before how he was talking about how once they win the Survivor Series, they're going to go over to Iraq with George Bush and take on Saddam Hussein. And it's just like, oh god, oh, unbelievable. <laughs> Uh, you couldn't make this shit up. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. But, um, ah, there you have it. So, what I would say about this show is, uh, I haven't watched it right the way through. I just watched it through the old school, old school wrestling uh, video on YouTube. If you take that in there, that's the way to watch it. If you want to watch it, it's actually a good laugh because the, the lads are a good laugh when they're commentating over this. So, that's one of the main things. You can watch the Undertaker match on YouTube now as well. It was put on free you on the YouTube channel last week so uh, so i watched that so that's that match is definitely worth watching and then just watch the osw review series i would say that's a bit of fun at least but ah uh, well and uh, not a great showing i thought that is. i think what you could sort of see here is every match was a sort is a survivor series match back at this time because sort of see it's overkill it's a fun little gimmick when you've got one or two matches and a couple of matches a night of it but if it's if the whole show is just these matches it, it's it's overkill really but there you have it but what would, but the one thing of course to take out from the show is of course the incredible debut of the undertaker you can see the crowd took to him straight away the crowd were taken aback by him straight away they knew they'd seen something quite unique and quite special and what i get you know if you look if you look at it even back in the early 90s his ring work was a lot more slower and methodical nowadays with the nxt crowd and all that thing they'd all be shitting all over him straight away as great as a performer he is the the, the smarky crowds nowadays probably wouldn't give him a chance which is the sad truth it is what it is but there you go but there you have it and that was the debut of the undertaker for survivor series 1990 so there there you have it it's definitely memorable for that for the right reasons in that sense and the match itself is actually very good not just because the undertaker's debut but because of the finale between uh, dbossi and Bret Hart. great stuff so that's definitely something to take from this show and within a year the undertaker would of course become the wwf champion and I'll be reviewing that show. That'll be the next Survivor Series review I'll be doing, Survivor Series 1991. So look out for that one. Anyway, thank you very much for listening there, and goodbye.